This episode of The Building Years is brought to you by Rally Flip Cap, and this is probably our 30th take of doing this copy for Justin and I <laughs> promoting Rally Flip Cap. We want it to be perfect. Guys, you can go to their website, www.rallyflipcap.com. They got a bunch of options, a bunch of cool stuff with uh, a bunch of different logos. Get it for Christmas. And they've got a 40% off with coupon code CYBERWEEK right now. That's only for this uh, week uh, from Thanksgiving to December 5th. So check that out. Do that right now. And also, outside of that week, if you're listening to this podcast at a later time, use the discount code STANDUPTALK, all one word. That is our podcast network whenever you check out. And you'll get a discount for being an awesome listener of The Building Years. And now, episode 180 of The Building Years. It's The Building Years Podcast. With Justin Alexio. And Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Welcome to The Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. This is Justin Alexio. Oh, it's Friday. So it's, you know what that means, people. What does that mean? It means we've got a guest. We've got a comedian with us. She's an actress. She's a host. She's a beautiful redhead. And it's also her birthday. Holy shit, it's her birthday. Give it up for Jamie Petito. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. It's my birthday, so I'm, I'm great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's hard to have a bad day on your birthday, That's right? That's true. I know. I don't have to do anything. I woke up and like all these people are like, thank you for existing. I'm like, thank you for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, you're so like nice and like I was like, oh, she's she's so nice. <laughs> Only on my birthday. Wait till tomorrow. It's gonna be. Yeah. When's the last time you screamed at somebody? When I scream? Oh, actually, do you want to know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I took the Red Line Metro last week to meet a friend at ArcLight for dinner. That's where I go to ArcLight for dinner, <laughs> and um, I took it from Studio City, and I got on the train, and. I turned left instead of right, and I sat down next to this big old woman who was standing next to me on the left, mm -hmm. and she had a big bag, and she was bent over, and I started reading a book, just chilling, minding my own, and she um, stands up to talk to some strangers on the train, and her bag starts going kind of in my face a little bit, Yeah. so I bend out of her way. Needless to say, she keeps putting this back in my face to where I'm almost bent over to the seat next to me. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I push her bag slightly away, and she turns on me. And she's like, are you touching my sh <laughs> And she swore. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm so like, your bag was in my face. And she's screaming at me, like, you're touching it. You're touching it. And she smacked me upside the head. What? I'm not kidding. Now I've never been smacked you respond? upside the head. And I screamed. To answer your question, <laughs> I screamed back at her, don't hit me. And that's the answer to your question. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? And how did she respond? She just kept repeating herself. Don't touch it. Don't you look at me. Don't you touch my stuff. She's not saying stuff. I just feel weird. And I, I don't swear really much. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, there's the three guys next to me, like these other strangers. Did they do anything? They didn't even make eye contact. I actually looked at, when I knew she wasn't going to hit me again, I could just tell. I yeah. looked at all of them. And I was like, and I said, anyone? And neither, <laughs> no one looked at me, but one guy, I'm not kidding, raised up his phone and pressed record. <laughs> 
Wow. Oh my God. He was like ready. Yeah. It's like, help me. Yeah. Fucking help me. And no one did. And so she got off at the next stop within a minute. And I'm like, goodbye. (laughs) Get off this train. I don't, have you guys ever been hit before? Uh, No, I don't think so. Have you ever been hit in the face? No, no, I've never been hit in the face. Especially with like a bag or something? Oh, yeah, no. I've been pushed before. Like people try and there's just something about getting touched where you're just like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. 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 But then you know if you're fight or flight, right? Like I assumed with someone that large, I would just cower. And I didn't, you guys. (laughs) I fought back and I'm really proud of myself. Wow. You so you didn't even you didn't even swear in that situation? I did. I did swear. It's like when you're driving, you're like, what is this? Who am I? I'm a new person. I would never. Well, that's that's justified. Someone put their hands on you. That's crazy. I can't believe uh, that that guy <laughs> wanted so badly to get the next hit on World Star Hip Hop. He's just like he's just like praying. He's like, please let this. Fight I was break ready. Out. I wasn't gonna hit her back, but if she started something, I was thinking all those things like like I could jump up on the seat and like Chuck Norris kick her in the chest or something. I don't know. I was thinking she's big. She could just fall on me and it's over. You know. I gotta. Have you seen the movie? Uh, Badass with uh, Danny Trejo. No. <laughs> it's so funny. This is like this old Mexican guy who like uh, gets in a fight on uh, public transportation and somebody records it and then he becomes this local hero. <gasps> so I thought of you whenever, uh, <laughs> if you would have hit the lady, maybe you would have <laughs> became a local hero. <laughs> I know. It's a dream of mine. I was... <laughs> I've thought more, I think I've thought longer about what I would do than how long the actual situation happened. I think it took about two minutes, the whole thing to go down. And I've thought about it for like hours. Well, that's the thing is I don't, I would never as a Caucasian girl or even dude take the Metro because that thing gets sketchy. (laughs) Well, I thought to myself, like, I'm not going to judge. You know, I saw three brothers sitting down, straddling their legs. And I was like, no big deal. We're all friends. I made eye contact with them. I saw the woman. I sat down. I pulled out my book. It's your, it is the worst nightmare, isn't it, to have someone who's a little crazy, you know, physically assault you? That's the nightmare. Especially in enclosed quarters. You can't even run. Yeah, I was stuck in the corner, and there was fast food on the chair next to me, which I didn't notice until I sat down, like open fast food ketchup Ew. all over. And so I could, that's why I was leaning. I couldn't go to the seat next right. to me. Oh, you guys, I'm like all rattled again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're from Chicago, so I'm sure you've seen a bunch of crazy stuff there, right? Yes, but no one's ever hit me. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, people are crazy. But as long as you're a good person inherently, they'll like feel it and they'll leave you alone. <laughs> I've known some people who have been crossing the street and they got punched in the face for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So that's whenever I stop believing and just like, <laughs> like if, if you're good, then nothing yeah. bad will happen like out of your control. But sometimes or like, a shattered, you just get targeted. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, so my parents don't lock the door, the front door, and we never locked really? our car in the drive. I've never locked anything. And then... My third year out here, my car got stolen from inside my gated parking garage because I left it unlocked with the keys in it. But listen, whoa, no one is. It's my parking garage with like 50 people. And unless you are going into car, into car and then searching in the car for the keys. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, like, why would you why would anyone do that? And then someone did it. They stole my car and had a joyride with it. Wow. How do you recover? something like that you just call the cops and then you're like somebody stole my car does insurance they do you, told do you me have to, theft insurance or how does that work they told me to call the non-emergency line because apparently <laughs> 911 doesn't deal with car thefts wow. so i called the burbank police 
And they, I just put out a report of the car type and uh, I was actually driving that day to Lake Tahoe for Memorial Day weekend. Ugh. And so I had to rent a car through Enterprise, which my insurance did pay for. That's cool, at least. Yeah. And then after the eight-hour trek, we got into Tahoe. I was driving a friend. I got a call saying, we found your car. I guess the battery had died because they had left a light on in it. So after about eight hours, they actually found my car, and it went to the. It was ticketed and went to the pound, and, would, and that's how they found it. Okay. But I had to pay every day. It was in lockup, and it was a five-day Memorial Day weekend. Like, I wasn't coming back. Did you pay that? I had to, I was responsible for the impoundment of the car. Oh my God. So I had to pay for four days worth of impoundment. How much did that cost? Over, it was a lot, like maybe a thousand. It was a lot of money. Uh, But in fairness, a thousand dollars is cheaper than a brand new car. So I couldn't be too mad. It's a very positive way to look at that. I would have been like, I didn't fucking do this. (laughs) (laughs) I was mad. Yeah, the insurance took care of some of it, but not not the impoundment of it. I think they took care of the company. Because that's not an insurance issue. If your car is impounded, that's not their issue. So they paid for the rental. That place should have been like, uh, no. Just, yeah, they're just like, no. Oh, yeah. No. And they wouldn't let anyone else pick it up. I called and I was like, this is me. I'm Jamie. I could tell you my birthday and social security number on the phone. And have and they're like, no, no, we need your face. They're your real douchebags about that. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard, yeah. I've heard yeah. a lot of nightmares about that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. So needless to say, I bought a wheel lock, a steering wheel lock. I lock my door. <laughs> I lock everything now. And now you're jaded. You're welcome to L.A. Thanks, L.A. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for toughening me up. Okay. Now I can yell at random women on the bus whenever they hit me. <laughs> well, at least I know. It's true. I did. I at least I know your car is a good car because I've had friends that have gotten the impound fees around 1000 They're just like, yeah, my car's going to stay at this. <laughs> Yeah, like they just if my car I pay a thousand dollars for it, I'd be like, no, just yeah. some people are like it's theirs now. A thousand dollars. That's like a hundred thousand Metro rides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. So you and Justin met through doing work at Jimmy Kimmel, right? Yeah. Stand in work. Mm-hmm. And you've actually you've been on it a couple times, right? For some sketches and stuff. Yeah. I started with stand in work and then they brought me back for a really cool sketch, which I think. It was me being naked on the show, <laughs> but it was network television. So I was like, well, they're not going to show everything. And they really showed a lot. <laughs> they, I thought they were going to do like a big sensor bar because I had to wear pasties and yeah. stuff, like a nude thong. And I th- and there was a guy on it too. And he wore like a nude, not thong, but like a tight nude underwear. Mm-hmm. So I thought that like we were going to have this big funny sensor bar, like a smiley face going, whoops, you know, something. And yeah. no, they just did blur lines just around where... <laughs> Wow. My parents. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what did your parents How did they react? (laughs) Well, my mom was like, I'm proud of you. That's how she is for everything. I could be like, Mom, I'm going to do porn. And she'd be like, you know what? What Be safe. Like, she's that person. (laughs) My dad shared it before he saw it, right? So then, well, he shared my little share to to tune in. And then when he saw, I mean, I told him to be ready. And, and he just basically said, like, listen, you got to make it in somehow. He said, you know what he honestly said? He said, I'm glad to see that this is giving you a lot of exposure. <laughs> and I was like, that's a great pun, Dad. And yeah. I'm going to, if that's as bad as it's going to get between the two of us awkwardly, like, I'll take it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did that. And then I did two other sketches. And then next week, I'm so excited. I get to do a U5, um, I guess, like, can I say what it is? 
I wouldn't. I'm not going to. I wouldn't, to. no. You yeah, were listening I would. today. Yeah. But uh, for our listeners who, uh, who don't know, uh, U5 is an under five, so she'll get to say like a few lines on the show, get to actually talk, interact, and you'll get to see her face and voice. So it'll be pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, next Wednesday, Jimmy Kimmel. I'm very excited. Now have, now, have you met Jimmy at this point? Yeah. Is he a cool guy? He's really cool, man. We did something for Stan and Work called the Tweeter Totter. Okay. And it's basically a life, well, not life size because it is, but it's a adult size teeter totter. And so I, it was Jimmy and me on it going up and down. Um, and basically the point of it is a celebrity will sit where I'm sitting. And w- if when the music ends, whoever's on top has to tweet out something super offensive. Um, and so, of course, their fans wouldn't know unless they're on the, seeing them on the show that this is a joke. Yeah. So the one I had to tweet out as a sample was uh, more like Guantanamo yay was the idea <laughs> so anyway Jimmy the whole time was just like he was so nice he'll make eye contact say hello you know everyone applauds when he comes in for the day just to be like hey Jimmy and then like he's just funny man he's so funny so yeah real really cool guy awesome so wait so how long have you been out here I don't know your your timeline here I came out in 2008 January okay. of 2008 for my last semester of college, like a travel abroad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What, that was during the writer's strike, was that? that early? We did the writer's, that's how I met some of my classmates is people are like, oh, some of us are going to hold these signs and go out to like the, the writer's guild. You want to come? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so the first photo of me on Facebook in LA is me like, writers, <laughs> go Diablo Cody, go. You know, like, I don't know. I, I did my first trip out here before I moved out here in 08 and it was a writer's strike and people literally were like, don't move out here. Because <laughs> like, everyone was so jaded. They were just like, there's no work right now. <laughs> yeah. And how did it fare? Or you took their advice and did it? Well, I came a year later, but oh. I was real nervous. So I was like, everyone told me, everyone in Phoenix is telling me not to come and everyone in LA is telling me not to go. Maybe because they were booking and they were nervous of your presence. They're like, just don't come out here. Like, there's no work. Yeah, I'm a fucking <laughs> booking machine here. Yeah? <laughs> yes. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear, Jamie, about your... Worst audition story while you've been out here. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. It's got to be a non-union one for sure. Yeah. My worst. And just describe from beginning to sh- like to sh- showing up and checking in to the actual. Yeah. How, how you go about picking the wardrobe for it. That's always <laughs> nervous for me. I'm like, this is stupid. I think it was it was a yoga workout video, but it was like it could be P90X, but from the 80s. Okay. So it was basically, and this was a union one. It was for Nintendo, it ended up being, and it was wear a 1980s jazzercise yeah. outfit, which already I don't have. And so I put on what I had, like yoga pants and shorts over it and a neon purple tank top I borrowed from someone and leg warm. You just already look stupid. And it's like 90 degrees out. Sure. So you're just sweating in spandex. And and it's 80, Ew, so I have my gross. hair. I made it. I have curly, poofy hair already. I just like teased it to be like... Even more 80s. Oh, my gosh. Like yeah. huge. So it's eating my face, but I'm sweating under the layers. Oh, so already I'm like physically uncomfortable. We go in there, and now you're looking at, what, 40 other girls dressed kind of the same way, but not at all? So we're all just sitting there very quietly texting or, like, if you think of the screenshot of this, it's very, like, just unnatural. Um, We're all talking to each other like we're not dressed. One woman had a unitard on, and 
that's it. Anyway, so and we go. She booked it. <laughs> she got it. She got the role. But in the waiting room, there was a girl who looked. She says she does uh, character work like for demons and goblins and like creepy people because she's like double jointed and super flexible. So she does like gremlin You know what I mean? Where they put her in yeah. prosthetics. What a and- credit. <laughs> yeah. I do character work, but for demons. <laughs> so, you know, it's very lucrative, but there's only a few of us in our field. So. <laughs> and here she is. Here she, she had is. like cherry red dyed hair, super tight curls, big eyes, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. And she's staring at like, hello, hi, hello. And she's warming up and she's putting her foot over backwards, like up to the back of her head. She's trying to intimidate you in your head. Exactly. And she was kind of in her own little spot. So it's like, she's not doing it right in front of you, but like she knows she knows you can see her. her. She's winking at you. Yeah. So we go in three at a time and they have one person lead at a time and they play this super weird music, 80s music. And they're like, okay, (laughs) go ahead and just say anything. Say corny 80s phrases that you can remember, which like, can you remember what (laughs) they did? And, and they gave us like a jazzercise video to actually go off of like ahead of time so everyone's just repeating those phrases because they don't know what to say yeah. and you have to and we're just jogging in place and pumping our fists and yelling and there's two people on camera I'm guessing just because one wanted to laugh at it like one doesn't have to be there you know like <laughs> and so and I was the first to go so like I don't even know what to do yet so I'm just reach for the stars ladies let's do it, ladies. Oh my gosh, firecrackers. I don't, you know, just saying the weirdest things. Firecrackers. And I don't know, just saying like pop, snapple, crackle, rock, you know, <laughs> whatever you can say that sounds stupid. And I'm like squatting and I'm hip thrusting and I'm just, and I'm already, I've already been sweating for like an hour. So now I'm actually dripping, like, but I can't stop. Yeah. You're like, I gotta book this. I gotta do this, guys. And it was, it was just so embarrassing. And, and then we swapped and did it, and the girl was in the group, and she went in front, and she took her leg and put it by, because you're supposed to, the two people behind are supposed to follow the leader, right, just so they can see, and she eventually did that leg move, that exact. And you're like, how do I follow this? Well, and she knew, you all knew that she knew <laughs> Oh that. yeah. She knew what she was doing. I, I went to an audition once, and they're like, all right, uh, show us like any martial arts skills. <laughs> a dude busted a backflip, and I'm just looking at him, at him like, you're a douchebag. I'm not, I can't do any of this stuff. He did a standing backflip, just he's like, he's like, how was that? They're like, that was incredible. Uh, what's your name? Jeremiah, uh, you go. And I, like, I was like, I, uh. <laughs> Half karate chop. <laughs> I'm just like, hi, kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. I don't know anyone that can do a standing backflip. Yeah. And none of my friends can do that. He, he was very athletic and uh, he was a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. You were just standing next to him like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> you have to know, by the way, no one else could do that. You have no. to know oh, that not, you weren't the only one He's just like, I'm that stood there in horror. Audition to just be like, game, set, match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what if he does that for all auditions? It's oh. like, oh, okay, for that, Nintendo Jazzercise, he'd like backflip for that, like... That's his slate. He's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> he just he makes his middle name. They have to mention it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was my worst I wanted to ask some of the actresses that we have on here. So I'm, you know, as holidays are coming up, I'm trying to save money for gifts, and I just don't know how people are saving money. I don't know how anyone that's an actor saves money for gifts, because I'm just like, no, people just aren't getting them. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to try and make some gifts, but then I'm like, oh, so much time. I actually make deals with my brother where I'm like, 
you don't give me a gift, I'm not going to get you a gift, and we're good. And he's like, all right, we're good. That's nice. Kind of, I mean, I think a really nice one is to just buy them coffee. Be like, that way it's like, I want to hang out with you, man. We haven't seen each other in months. Yeah. My time. Yeah, my time. Yeah. My presence is a is a present. <laughs> is that Stewie? That was beautiful. Okay. It sounded very Stewie. Um, my presence is a present. <laughs> Wait, you didn't even ask me a question. I'm sorry. What oh no, I was just asking. Like, are you are you trying to save money for uh, for gifts, or are you just gonna? What are you gonna do? How do you how are you gonna if you do any Christmassy stuff or whatever? Yeah, I know a lot of people are Jewish out here, so a lot of people don't. Get Christmas, so. <laughs> um, Sometimes I wish I was Jewish, <laughs> <laughs> just for that. Just pull it off, dye away. your hair brown, and I think you'd get away with it. Oh, I d- oh, I definitely could. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 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 I've heard it for years. Yeah. <laughs> Every show, yeah. someone mentions yeah. this. Are you Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I do, basically, I don't buy anything for my friends. Um, we definitely, yes, they know, they know. They know what's up. I do the coffee thing when I go back home to Chicago. I definitely like let's get coffee, and I'll I'll be the one to try to buy the coffee. Right, five yeah. bucks. Nice to see you, and they really appreciate it. Move, you know. Um, I now have four nieces. So with the first niece, I bought her like a $25 Toys R Us gift. The second niece was born three years later, did the same. Now it's like 50 bucks. It's fine. Now I'm like, and my sister-in-law is pregnant. So that's going to be five, four nieces and and a fun extra baby. And I, I can't, I can't. So, um, I actually run a crafting channel, a YouTube channel for crafting for like 10 year old girls. So I might re-gift. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see. I I made you ornaments for the show. I and might you, regift. And you've told me about that. You say you've got like a lot of you've got a lot of traffic on that site. It's fun. There's a hundred and sixty thousand subscribers, and I have about ten thousand Instagram followers because of that show. Like it's not. Well, like let's I talk 10, about 000. that for a little bit. Uh, how did you get into that? How did you uh, start that channel? Um. So there is. There's a couple websites I think a lot of actors are familiar with that allow you to see breakdowns for auditions. Mm-hmm. Actors Access is one of them. And so I get emails that say you are good for this part based on your what you've told us about yourself. Yeah. And so it said looking for a host. And for the longest time and still I definitely would love to be a travel host. But even, you know, now with all these web series and fake news shows and whatever, I'd love to be any sort of just host. I love emceeing and hosting and red carpet hosting and all that. So I was like, this is me. This was about three years ago. And I submitted. They said, great, do a, a video for us, just you doing anything. They oh. didn't say it was crafting, by the way. They didn't say what it was. They just said web series host. And so I did me making uh, something called breakup brownies just as a joke. I just made brownies and then made a theme of it. Yeah. Um, and they got back to me, and they're in New York. It's a website called girl.com with a U. Don't go the one with girl. I. It's yeah. not girl. what you're gonna. What's up, girl? What's up, girl? Girl.com. Girl. Mm-hmm. It was huge in the '80s, so I knew of it as a website, and now they wanted to do video content. Yeah. So basically, I write it. I did have someone film it for a while, but now this year, I write it, I film it, I do crafting. So I craft it, I host it, and then I edit it, and I send it off to them. And they've actually, even though Girl is in New York, the affiliates and the boss's boss is in LA, so that's great. So they're very they're local now. Um, just swooping up Insta followers. It, it's amazing. I mean, a part of me is like, I don't think half of them know. I don't think half of their parents know that they're, they're on Instagram. this. They're too young. They're telling me their addresses sometimes. <laughs> send me, you're going to send me that ornament, right? Here's my address. They say like, I love you so much. Like, 
they say weird things, but you know what? They're 10. They're fans. Yeah. And they're fans. And I think that like a lot of web series get like 16 year old guy trollers that say, you know, you're a idiot and I hate you and die. And instead I'm getting 10 year old girls. So super supportive. Super supportive. We love you. You're beautiful. I'm like, it's like my birthday every day with these girls. <laughs> and I feel like an aunt to them because I have four nieces. So I really enjoy it. At first I'm like crafting. Oh my gosh. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm so happy to do this to because they say they do crafts better than me and post their photos on Instagram. Wow. And they're so much better than mine. Isn't that crazy that 10-year-old girls are doing that? Like they can get on the internet, upload a photo that of a thing that they did. Yeah. It's yeah. really cute. I, it's very inspiring and fun. I used to go to the skate park, and then there'd be like these six-year-olds that would roll up on skateboards <laughs> and they'd bust <laughs> tricks that I could never do. And I'm like, all right, I need to get out of this business. Yeah. No, you didn't get inspired to try. No. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm too far gone. <laughs> this is never going to happen. They were like going up the ramp and stuff. I'm like, I don't even have the courage to do that. <laughs> but gravity is, hurts less for them. They fall three feet because they're three feet yeah. tall. You, yeah. We got a long way down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, when I went surfing, I couldn't even stand up on the board, and people were kids were surfing. Like, oh, yeah. look what I can do! I'm like, oh, fuck yourself, little kids. I know what you're doing. I get it. I still haven't gone skiing in my life. I missed the I missed the mark, yeah. and I know you still can. But come on, I'm yeah. gonna it's hurt. It's a dangerous something. game. You fall down too many times, and uh, you know. Yeah. Have you been ice skating before? Yes, but like at the Bean in Chicago, like in Millennium Park, yeah. like their little or LA Live has like a fifty <laughs> yeah. foot by fifty foot one. So if you just want to be like an LA traffic on skates, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. So I I can stand and move on skates. Yeah. Okay, I want I want to do that someday. Uh, okay, I wanted to ask you this: What if you could tell the future Jamie Petito, like? Like where you'd want to be in like five to ten years, where like where would you want to be essentially? Like if you could map out your career a little bit within five ten years, like what are your goals? So maybe you'll listen to this podcast down the line. You'll be like, "This is where my head was at whenever it was my birthday in 2014." <laughs> I'll check in on my birthday over. five years from now. Yeah, if the world's not over, I don't know. It just always could be over. <laughs> You're right. It could be. <laughs> Um, are we talking like dream? Are we talking like, no, the reality is I see myself. Uh, make your dreams become a reality. No, I would say kind of like a, (laughs) cause here's the reality. I'll just drop this bomb. I'm dating someone and we're long distance and he lives in the middle of nowhere, Washington. Mm -hmm. There's a thousand people in the town and one stop sign. And he just moved there at the beginning of this year. And it looks like he's probably going to be there for a while. And we've been together three years. So that's like, when you think about where I'm going to be in five years, that's like a totally different ball game, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm just trying to like... Because you could be in that town. Yeah. So I don't know. So let's say he wasn't in the picture. Let's just <laughs> say that the love of my life it doesn't exist. Uh, I would... I or def- that he moves here. Let's or that he moves to LA. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Didn't let's go just say down. he dies let's a miserable death. He doesn't exist. Well, okay. he won't be listening to this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he's a fish biologist, so he's lived here for two months and then was like, oh, there's no fish. Guess I should go somewhere else <laughs> to pursue his career. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I love comedy. I'm in improv. I do, I've done stand-up I, with Kimmel. It's a wonderful thing. Um, so I, I would love to be on a multi-cam sitcom. Mm-hmm. Would love it. If I could do that and just do eight years, I would retire and, and then do something else with my life because I think that would have been like, I made it. I did it. That was the dream. Sure. Mm-hmm. That would be my dream. 
a multi-cam sitcom with people that hopefully would just be like my best friends that you hang out with every day on nine to five. That's um, awesome. That's, that's exactly what I'd love to do. That's great. Yeah. And I, I feel like I can see it. I, I got to be on Modern Family a couple days ago. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. This is a good end of the year for you. It's been Your a birthday, Modern Family. You're working Jimmy Kimmel next I'm week. I'm on this podcast. I'm You're like this, so oh, yeah. happy. On the up and up. Yeah. Yeah. It's been unbelievable month. I'm, yeah, it's been great. And oh. it's all friend-based. I think I know they say it's who you know, but honestly, it's, yeah. it's when you meet people that you believe in, I submitted my friend to the, uh, a Burger King national commercial last week. I was like, you have to do this. It's about a woman who has a very low voice, and she does. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you have to audition for this. And she did, and she found out today she booked a national, her wow. first national commercial for Burger King. And they need a boyfriend character. They're like, do you think your boyfriend would just want to audition real fast? So he's going to, right now as we talk, he's straight to call back just to see if maybe he'd be a good fit. Wow. So the two of them could be on a national print, radio, TV. Racket in the money. Racking in the money. Wow. And it's like that. So that's how this month has felt. It's not just me. I feel like there is a wonderful just climb up for for a lot of my friends and contacts in the area. It's a really good month for Jamie, everyone. Jamie, you got a whisper in our ear. Break me off a couple thousand. Break me off a couple. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> is there a finder's fee? <laughs> They're taking me out to drinks tonight, and I was like, "Oh yeah, wait, that's cheating. That's my birthday. I want to. Yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah. I want a separate date. I want a separate. Date. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this again, especially yeah. if Jace does it. Her boyfriend, I'm like two two dinners. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it's been good. Yeah, and Modern Family was so cool because it was Ty Burrell, Eric Stone Street, and Rob Riggle. Do you know he was a yeah. guest star? So it was just the three of them, and then a guest star who was my husband. So I didn't have any lines, and I didn't much care. It's like you're on set working with these with the, with them the yeah, funniest show on television yeah. and i was like i could do this every day the crew was professional they were in and out i was there from 6 30 to 9 30 in the morning and then cut for the day wow that's Easy awesome peasy. yeah six takes is all these guys needed it they were the most professional so funny group i it was so i could just i was addicted i was like i need to do this again tomorrow i just want to watch you guys yeah <laughs> So that's, I think, maybe why that's in my head as a dream, because it, it seemed like a dream for them. They looked like they were so happy doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and grateful about it, too. Yeah. Now, with every ups comes a down. Comes a down. And that's <laughs> where we come to our final that, segment. This is how we like to end our podcast on a on a negative note. The, no. Holly, <laughs> the Hollywood bitch slap. The Hollywood bitch slap. Watcha. So it's just any time where Hollywood has bitch slapped you, Jamie, like hardcore. A big letdown. Huge letdown. Whatever, like, what, like over your years, you've been out here a while now. You've been out here like six years. So yeah. I'm sure you have uh, a story of a time when uh, it's been rough to get by. Yeah. So when I first came out here, I actually interned at ICM. It's a agent, a big, like a top oh, five yeah. agency. Yeah. And they asked me to work for them. And then after a year... I was bitch slapped. I was fired for sending an email that my boss wrote me to my mom. I sent it to my mom. I, I, it was something from my boss's sent mailbox. So yes, but I had access to it. And I sent it to my mom and I was like, look. And because of that. What was it like something mean about you or like, she, why would you send it to your mom? Because she basically, um, it was 2008, writer's strike and all this. And the economy was crashing for Hollywood. And I was her second assistant. Um, and it had been for a year. And they were looking to maybe share me w- with her and with the president of ICM, Chris Silverman, at the time. And so they're, you know, and she's like, no. She's like, that other 
agent, um, a big agent, a talent agent, she's like, she's got her second assistant watering plants. Mine actually does work, which is true. I did a lot of work. Yeah. And so I just forwarded it to my mom because the agent never really complimented me. She's a business. She's so professional and great yeah. but she was a businesswoman. she's not personal happy happy and so she never said anything nice about me to me and i forwarded so you just to, looked in her you're like oh this is nice yeah because i have to read her emails anyway a lot of times i have to find scripts that she'd missed and whatever it's a totally kosher thing for her for me to go into her mail just to find stuff yeah. and it was a compliment and so i sent it to my mom and i was like oh wow is that a compliment and i just meant like you know because i haven't heard it that's yeah. it that's all i meant Oh my gosh, yeah. And I didn't, and I, a week later, I got called in the office from straight to HR. They're like, can you come to HR real fast? Went to HR and they're like, we're going to have to let you go. Also, oh. in this exact <laughs> moment, I need your key card. We have to escort you up the escalators and we have to walk next to you to make sure you don't do anything as you collect your stuff from your desk because we thought you brought your purse down, but you didn't. And they walked me to my desk. People are looking at me. No one knows what's going on. Oh and as God. far as any other assistant at ICM knows, I just disappeared. <laughs> one day, Jamie Petito was there. The next day, she just gone. You don't get to say goodbye to people. You just didn't say goodbye to anyone. Couldn't. Nothing. Whoa. Goodbye. And it's like a it's a it's like a prison. You cannot get. It, you are just locked out. Um, <laughs> and it was such a bitch slap because it was like a year of my life. I didn't want to be an agent anyway, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It was like getting so you put in time. Oh, from and that big of a deal, I was mortified. I was twenty two. And it was the only job I had. College is over, man. This is it. This is your life. There yeah. ain't nothing. I, I just, I remember driving. It was 930 in the morning. And I now have nothing <laughs> to, do. to do. And no money. And, oh, my, I just was, I started bawling. I was in my car. I called a friend. We got, he's like, you want to go to sushi? I'm like, with what money? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, <laughs> oh, it was, it was so sad. And, um. It was so sad. And so it was bitch slap number one. And I mean, acting wise, I can't even tell you. I booked a Domino's national commercials, my first one. And uh, it aired and I was cut out of it. Bitch slap number two. And the two other friends I made I made friends with on the Domino set, they both made about $20,000. <laughs> wow. I got, I got a day rate. And I was like, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Wow. So... <laughs> That was bitch slap number two. I mean, it keeps going. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, the woman bitch slapped me upside the head number three on the Metro. <laughs> and we come LA. full circle with this <laughs> podcast. Don't Jamie. worry. Well, things are up for you. So I we know. just want to remember, want you to remember how low it got. So that way you enjoy this high right now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I see lows from friends and I know that, I mean, it's a dip. I mean, even just you thinking that you could have booked something and didn't, that's, it's a dip here in LA because it's, it's how you pay your rent. It's how you move forward. And if you feel like you're just constantly punching a brick wall, it hurts. It physically hurts you. It mentally hurts you. It sucks. And so it's it's all you can do. That's why you just need your friends and whatever to build you up. Otherwise, there's you don't want to do this alone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Friends are what matters. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for uh, doing the podcast. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug? Plug your uh, your YouTube channel and uh, any other social media so Thanks. our listeners can reach out to you. Yeah, um, my Instagram is Hey Jamie. Um, my Twitter is at Jamie Petito. And the show, the YouTube show, is Girl. That's it. Just look up G U R L and my name. And if you want to learn crafts meant for 10 year old girls, like do them with me, man, that would be great. And you can find me on Facebook. I have an actor page. So you can see all this stuff I'm doing. And if you're in LA and you just like, I don't know if any of this jived with you, hit me up. Like I'll do, it's Christmas. I'll buy your coffee. That's my gift for people. Yeah. What a beautiful offer on your birthday. 
Thanks. I'm saying it now. Tomorrow this offer goes away. By the way, it's a 24-hour offer. <laughs> Who's going to pay for it? <laughs> Who's going to buy my Who's going to buy you coffee? I can't. I can't valet. Yeah, it's awful. Well, uh, you're awesome. I love your positive energy, and uh, I wish you continued success. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Thanks, Jamie. Happy birthday.